too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we. That wasn't a great pod, was it? You want to run it back? I'll play you at 206. I think. I think we're at 206. On the Matt Wiley Network. Brought to you by uh, Ponderosa, still. Ponderosa. Ask for it, barrel cut. Have you tried that yet? <laughs> Can you leave the restaurant, sir, and quit asking for everything barrel cut? Would you say, do you have any Andy's mints before I leave? Yeah, can I get those mints barrel cut? Just to really lean into it. Uh, someone did call me on that bit who is in the meat bit distribution business. And he said, yes, you can get anything barrel cut. You idiot. Uh, I didn't tell you that. I'm, I'm, what's it? Synesthesia? I'm synesthetic. When I have uh, when I have a hypersensitivity to smells and lights, and you can see color, it's taste colors. You just don't want to go down this road. But anyway, I'm over affected by smells. That's why I don't have a uh, affinity for a lot of foods. So last night, and my daughter has the same thing. My oldest daughter, my nine year old, I go home, and um, likely to troll me and my her older sister decides to whip up. You guessed it, crab rangoon. At 9.14 p.m. You know, you want to know what that makes a house smell like at 9.14? When you're trying to do social studies on Mesopotamia? Yeah, not good. The old, cram, the old crab rangoon bit. Um, two things I will never do. Two things I'll never do. I'll never say whiskey is for hay chewers. Whiskey and beer for hay chewers, which I did on Twitter after Empire Maker 2 put out a list of best to worst alcohols. Red wine first, large gap tequila vodka. This is his seltzers. Dead DFL is whiskey. Now, I live in Lexington, Kentucky, and saying whiskey is for hay chewers is probably not the best angle. Some goes, yeah, bourbon and whiskey are for men, so I understand why you're not into it. That was Ego Fiend. That was a kill shot. Beer and whiskey for hay chewers. Yeah, I know why, Matt. Because they're for men. So I understand why you're not into it. That was good. Two things I'll never do. Three things. That's one. Two, I'll never post bets. Which I did on these, this burger bet. Whatever. Who cares? I mean, I wasn't flexing. It was just matching the same amount awesome had put up there. I don't ever do that ever. It was just a content bit. But then, of course, burger, chalk, five-shot lead, 
and all week, you know, me linking to his profile, me doing the America's better bit, he loses. In the first two holes, you know he'd lost. And so I got the old, old takes exposed replies, which it's not an old take. I mean, it's like, it's not a bad take. It's a lost bet. I, I just, the old take, the, the at old takes exposed. I can, t- I can take the heat. It's funny. Just like when the guy said, I'm not a man. That's just hilarious. But the old takes exposed is so normy. I'll never do that again. My mistake. I'll also never post wordles early prior to people solving them because I realized the cult that is Wordle. I posted it the next morning after the burger choke because it was choke. That was the answer to Wordle, which I felt was a shot across the bow at me. And so I posted it. I said, you know, and people who don't follow for golf were pissed. Basically, I don't get much joy in a day pal and you just ruined it i thought he was joking he was not and then highlighted text that's four so i said two and i've got four i post some things sometimes in like a cut cut and paste of an article and i highlight text but i highlight all of it like that goes against the purpose of highlighting yeah we get it this (laughs) we're supposed to read this I, I need my brain checked there. I don't do I, that's that's real. I do it. It's embarrassing how much I do that. Post a post a snapshot of text from an article and then highlight all of it. But I did that today for the PGA fan survey, and I'm not sure whether or not this was photoshopped or if it's true. But the fan survey question from the tour was: Do you want to see more golf shots live? Or do you want to hear more commentary about golf shots? I mean, it's 99 to 1 more golf shots. So I didn't know if that was a troll or not. But anyway, that's what the PGA fan survey came back with. And of course, some of the, I, some of the responses to my tweet about that were hilarious. Uh, one of many, Golf Bore, what's his name? At GolfBoar71 says, more manatee coverage when at Pebble Beach, please. That was big laugh out loud. You know, some of the content, yeah. I, like learning about a player who's in 31st, their pet name, their pet's name, not their pet name, but their pet's name, is not content that's really going to captivate the user. And I, and I agree. I mean, it's not – I've always said it's largely – the betting DFS audience, which I think it is, especially earlier in the week. Um, there's some stuff that's a lot of waste, but overall, from the four years, five years that we've been at this, it's vastly improved. ESPN app has been brilliant for live media. It works flawlessly. It streams on TV. Um, there's less ads, and it's just... It works. I mean, that's the primary thing. Some of the new analysts are great, and they they understand the DFS Twitter world like Colt Nost. He's been fantastic. 
his call of the Sam Ryder hole-in-one was an all-timer. Uh, they're definitely trying. Um, I mean, you know, the negatives, the forced betting segments. I love the CEO stuff. And I like that people like the content when I analyze and review the CEO time because some of that stuff is so forced. You know, some of these CEOs don't even know what company they work for. But the forced betting segments with Steve Sands talking about the odds, explaining what five-to-one odds are, it's like chewing on tinfoil from your your barrel-cut baked potato at Ponderosa. That can't be good for points bet or whomever the sponsor is, like just throwing up odds. No one's betting them. I mean, no one, anyone's betting those already knows them, and they're old. And no one's betting live burger minus 500. <laughs> so less chatter, you know, everyone topping each other. It's the American must fill time and airspace with words. Just let the broadcast and let let the environment and the course and the players and the caddy like even the players championship last year in the, or the year before when they tried that model where they had multiple whole cameras and there was no commentary and you just saw like Louie in the fairway talking to his caddy eating a sandwich that was good content when you saw a lot more of what happens behind each shot before each shot um and it gave a lot of context. I hope that model comes back because I thought it was flawlessly executed. So, the um, anyway, I feel like I feel like it's improving. ESPN's done a great job, and yeah, just let 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 the scene set itself for the most part. And I think we're going to be good. And. Uh, Hey, figure out who Chalk is and then have the camera on that person most. Because obviously the network has it mostly on the leaderboard, which none of us have. So let's see Chalk die in the Florida swing, which is the most grueling, carnage-filled swing. You have players, you have Valspar. Just wait for that course. Um... You've got Honda, PJ National, and you have number one of 41 this week. Number one of 41 in course difficulty last year was Arnold Palmer, Bay Hill. It's a complete, you know, it's madness how fast these greens are, how, how punitive the rough is, and how, how dialed in you have to be with your irons. And when it's windy, it's nuts. Minus four win in 2020 with Tyrrell Hatton, that's crazy. So if you thought the PGA National Honda was bad, just wait. Chalk death again. And that's where we'll be. Right there with you. Would you ever eat crab rangoon at Ponderosa? Would you? What if they barrel cut it? Not at Ponderosa? Can I get that barrel cut? All right, let's talk to Ryan, Josh. I guess that's it. And uh, then we'll be out of here. Cash take you up in the next round. Cream, get the money. Tiger Woods, y'all. Hello. All right. We were in the middle of a conversation. I said we should probably record this because we're just a little bit burnt from DFS golf, right? 
Yes. And why go to your thought about leverage again? Yeah. We're so playing NHL tonight. So, so, you know, a, a term that's often used in DFS is leverage and it's important to understand it and use it appropriately. I don't mean to say it appropriately, but I mean to actually use it when you're creating your lineups and it's not something that is a large part of, of golf. So the example I was giving to you is that I basically, so tonight everyone's playing Winnipeg. Uh, this is what we're talking about. One, two. Mm-hmm. I'm playing the goalie for the Canadians. So both things can't be true. My goalie can't do well, and the Win- and the chalky Winnipeg can't can also do well. They can't. They're opposites. Right. Mm-hmm. Similar is a similar concept in football. Well, if the running back, I mean, yes, there are scenarios where both the one running back and the passing game are great, but you, but when one player is scoring, it means the other player isn't scoring. So if you, everyone is playing the running back and then you play the wide receiver, well, the, the passing game, it's a little bit of leverage off of the chalk there. Unless, well, unless it's like Barube who lost four nothing, but still <laughs> right, was the best right, goal exactly. because he saved 60 shots. Yeah. But so like, and that's the way I, I, you know, there's more than one way to win at DFS. Um, and, but that's the way I like to approach DFS. And it's just, it, as much as I try to make it work, it doesn't work as much in golf. So for example, last, like I faded Horschel as the chalk and well, just because he doesn't do well, it doesn't mean that I gained an advantage with some other golfers. It just no. means he didn't do it well. So right. it wasn't like I could say, okay, well, everyone's going to play Horschel. How do I, how do I gain from Horschel doing poorly? Right. Well, you can't. It doesn't, not, mean, it doesn't work that way. It's not yeah. if, if Horschel does badly, Scheffler doesn't do right. well. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I, th- I do think the term leverage gets misapplied in, mm-hmm. in golf. Mm-hmm. The, the times where I could see it where you could really – is like if everyone says, okay, well, this is a bomber's week. I'm like, maybe it's a course that we don't know well. So then everyone's playing bombers. You play short hitters. Well, there you've kind of leveraged off that. Or everyone says play the early stack. So you do a late stack. That, But other than those very unique situations, like there's really no leverage. There's pivots. That's different. Yeah. That's just going off of the highly owned guy to a different guy who's lesser owned. It's just but price anyways. and ownership and unique construction. Which we have yeah. a lot of most weeks, but you know the golfers have to make the cut, and I, I'm just burned out. I, the, that that burger fail. I mean, I know you guys. I know there was a lot of money to be made on your end if you won. Mm-hmm. I had some nice lineups. I even kind of decide. You know, I made this brilliant move. I'm like, oh well, as long as Burger wins, I'm going to do really well. So I'm going to just put a little on Lowry because he's the only one that could win. <laughs> so that will. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ryan got his Straka. Ryan, you've been saying Straka I did, for seven and I, years. And I missed it, just like I missed Keith Mitchell here a few years ago. Missed Straka. Had had plenty of him in uh, DFS, but yeah, just like probably you guys, Berger was my highest owned. Uh, it cost me a bunch of min caches and some big caches, but um, that's what that course will do to you, no doubt. Do you think the rain? Do you think the rain factored a lot? Uh, yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, it. it <laughs> only impacted basically that last group. Um, it was beautiful mm-hmm. all week, beautiful yesterday when I played. Um, now, was it going to make it an automatic birdie for Shane Lowry? No, of course not. There's plenty of carnage on that hole. But um, yeah, just just super unfortunate that he got wildly different conditions, you know, if he would have played the whole eight minutes earlier. 
All right. So this week, I didn't even know it rained yeah, until like yeah, yesterday. Only the last hole. He teed off in pouring rain, and it was I, a monsoon. I, I, I yeah. turned it off. Yeah, I turned it oh. off as soon as Berger <laughs> lost the lead. That was that was pretty fast. <laughs> I mean, you hole number yeah, six. Yeah. Freed up, yeah. freed up the day. Yeah. I mean, everything was soaked. You couldn't make proper contact yeah. with the ball. And then I think Straka got his drive away probably before. Yeah, he, he hit the approach shot when it was raining, but at that point he was only what 190 yards. So yeah, he yeah, hit a bomb. Drive. And then they all tried to slow play it, and the rules officials were like, "You yeah. got to play." <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. So this week, so if you thought last week was carnage, I mean, Florida Swing is complete carnage month. Me players, you have to, wait till you get to Valspar. Um, you've got PGA National, and then you got this week, which Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill in Orlando was number one of 41 on the PGA Most Difficult Courses last year. Um, it's treacherous Bermuda. People say it's a Bombers. It's not necessarily. Um, Rory said last year, conservative and smart golf can use iron off the tee. You don't have to take risks, but it is elite iron play. How does that proven? Tiger won here eight times. Um, the greens are uh, electric fast, plus 13 stimp. If it's windy, you can't barely hold your ball on the green. Uh, you got to score on the par fives. It's quirky with that lake in the middle and you know the wraparound par fives. Bryson, of course, drove close to the green last year, parted. Um, but this week is, you know, at a at a minus four win in twenty twenty with Terrell Hatton, this is like every week, but this week more so. It's elite elite iron play, scrambling, and some comfort on speedy Bermuda. Anything to add, Ryan? No, no, not too much. I mean, I'm 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 certainly going to weigh course history and course experience a little bit here. I mean, you do see the same names pop up. Um, they made this course quite a bit harder uh, starting in twenty nineteen. You know, you look at the winning scores and scoring average and things like that. So I'm actually looking at kind of course history from the last three years, a little bit more, um, mm -hmm. not really going back, back when like Martin Laird won, really not super interested in that. So I'll be playing that angle. Um, but like, as I was looking through this field, um, everyone at the top, everyone above nine K in pricing or everyone at the top of the odds, like they're all good plays. I really don't have a bad thing to say about anybody up there except for Bryson, who has now withdrawn. That was, I think, the easy fade this week coming off the injury. Um, I think it's a great course for everybody near the top of the odds board. Someone said on Twitter I, when I said the top chalk is going to be Rom. Well, I didn't say Rom. Excuse me. I said Hovland, uh, <laughs> Will Zalatoris, yeah. Rory, and – and one more. Well, I mean, I think third. people are going to go right back to him. Like, um, absolutely. With He's been in the top 10, mm, what, the last three years here. But, yeah, I mean, Zalatoris Rory will probably be 1-2 in Hovland. But but someone said, okay, I think Rory's going to be 8% owned because they don't like playing okay. Rory at 11-1. No, not not here. here, man. You 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 will never see a track record. He hits it super high. Um. He can play in the wind, and he's a very conservative. People think like Tiger and Rory are are they were very conservative golfers. Yeah. Um. So go go where go through your process here of Josh, where you start up top this week in golf, knowing that you hate DFS golf <laughs> right now. I, I wanted to 
wax nostalgic for a second when yeah. I did. This was one of my. I took a six-figure hit down on this with a six thousand nine hundred three percent owned Bryson. Oh wow, that was fun. Describe how that happened. What happened because um, of Mark Leishman? He made the. <laughs> what do you mean? No, you're thinking of the other one where Leishman chipped in for Eagle. And I yeah. Got. How did you um, take the hit this that, that last year with Bryson? What did you say? How'd you take How the that? hit? Sorry. How'd you take the hit last year with Bryson? Is, is that what type of hit are we talking about? It was about? weird. Term, say, no, took he, he took hit. down 100K huh, here. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I thought you said yeah. you took a hit. No, you you uh, took it down. Okay, follow I know. Down, okay. Follow the bouncing ball. What'd you say? No. I'm just here to translate between Ukraine and Russia here. That's all, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not Russia. Um, so, all right. Um, go ahead. Where are you starting digress. up top? <sighs> Where are we starting? Well, I, I'm. Let's let's start, say where I'm not starting. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing Matsuyama. Doesn't no. doesn't interest me. I don't, I don't, I have, doesn't really wait rate out well here. Um, it's and frustrating as hell. And he's 17% projected. Forget that. I'm going to, where I, I like the four above him. I don't have any that I really like one or the other. I, I will probably see where ownership's heading. I really do like Scheffler. I haven't fully decided on Hovland. I, I want to see what happens with the ownership on Rom and Rory, and I'll probably let that decide. But as much as Rom has been kind of letting us down for a player of his caliber, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like people have are collectively exhausted with playing him. So, I don't think I don't because think, I am. Yeah. I know that. So I, you know, I don't want to play him because he hasn't been giving me great results. So I think maybe other people think that way, and I kind of have to get off my own bias and play him. I don't think you can have a 24% on Rory, which might get to that point, and a 22% on Rom, both over 11. I think that Rom is going to be a lot lower than 22. I, Ryan, do you agree? I do. I think price is 17 to I think, um, yeah, I think pricing is is pretty interesting because there's a lot of really good plays. Well, not necessarily good, popular plays between like 85 and 99. Uh, I think people are going to want to get one or two from that range. And it's very hard to do with John Rahm. You can squeeze it in with Rory a little better. Um, and then you look at the fact that Rahm has never played here, right? Probably a reason for that scheduling and that Rory's done so well here. I, I think it's a no brainer. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little torn. You know, I, I kind of, I ran a couple things and was hoping there would be a reason to fade one of them. Uh, my model says Rom one, Rory two, and it's not close. And I'm, I'm going to play them both. I just, I just don't know what to do. Um, I think that's going to also preclude me from playing Matsuyama. Uh, I like him, but again, he doesn't really have the results here. My fear with fading Hideki is like, of all these guys, he seems to fire the really low showdown rounds where like, he just makes the cut. You're not really too worried about him. And then he shoots 63 with a streak and an eagle. Um, And that can happen here. Like we know that a par five scoring is super important here. There are Eagles out here. And like when I look at <clears throat> Matsuyama and Scheffler and Hovland, like those are three of our favorite guys to play in showdown um, and potentially fading or being underweight on them in the main slate is quite frightening. 
he was just horrendous at Riviera. Now he's a he's a really slow yeah. starter, it seems. But here he can't get away with those one handed, you mm-hmm. know, drives where he gets um I don't know. Matsuyama's very yeah. tough. But if he if he, listen, if he was seven percent, then maybe, but like like this entire top end is crazy, which where's the balance yeah. gonna be? I mean, look at Zalatoris, Josh. Do you believe for a second he's gonna be sub twenty? No. He's gonna be he's gonna be top he's gonna be twenty four percent, in my opinion. He, I don't he, think M is coming back. M was twenty six percent it's twenty six percent projected last week. He came in at eighteen. Now he's nineteen. I think he's gonna be thirteen. Yeah, M M is an easy cut. He's a he's a easy. He's overrated. He's overpriced for sure. I've, I've pounded that. Well, overrated, overpriced, and I have let myself fall into playing him a little this season. When I'm done with it, I just he's not a he's not in the caliber of these other players. What I if his name was Sunjai? <laughs> it. Well, then I would have to agree that he has it. Yeah. <laughs> now is is Mo Pereira in this? Mo field? is not here. Um. You took I, the it out of – I'll say the bit. You took the it out of me, though, because he doesn't have it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, it might not be that funny, but every time I look at that text I sent, I just, like, laugh to myself. It's because I think it's hilarious. Yes. You, you roll the <laughs> dice on some comedy. That's for sure. Um, so, anyway, yeah. I, I, Salators, I can't really decide what to do here. I bet him I just mean, because – the opportunity could he come up that sure. he just can't play a 30% on Will Zalatoris. This range is so difficult for me. I mean, I've already told they don't really, everyone in the nine K I don't want to play. And I'm like scared yeah. not to play him. Although maybe okay. I, I, I don't know. I could, one, I could go either way on anyone in the nine K. One of the things Ryan, cause you're the Euro master is that, you had Lee Westwood last year, almost 50, finished second at a, quote, bomber's course. He's he's one of the better iron players mm-hmm. that's ever played. Um, the, the sort of Euro narrative here is that the wind, you need to really understand your distance as well. And that's why a lot of these Euro players succeed. So Matt says, Matt's. Fitzpatrick is staring me in the face, and so is Terrell yeah. Hatton, uh, who won here. But what what do you think that narr- do you think that narrative plays with Euro Wind Open Championship type? Yeah, guys? yeah, I do, and I think it's. I mean, even Tiger, like you look at him, he was always known as a bomber, but is that his game? No, he is he is essentially the greatest Euro ever, right? He, I mean, won an Open, excellent long iron player, excellent scrambler and putter, plays well in the wind. Um, I think that's the big part. Yeah, of and like, I mean, Westwood, obviously that is not what he does well, right? When Westwood uh, is going to compete, he's gaining six strokes approach and three strokes off the tee. Uh, and that is essentially what he did here last year. Um, and it was out of nowhere. Like he wasn't playing great last year. He had basically finished last the week before at the WGC Mexico. Um, and now you look at what he did at Honda uh, last week, uh, you see a T42, but the ball striking was out of control. He was so good. Like, I'm going to play those guys again. Um, now, is there a huge difference, though, between, like, a Westwood, who's in the low sevens, and then you get up to, like, 
a Fleetwood in the mid sevens. You get Fitz and Hatton who are nine K. Like, I don't know. Hatton is probably the one that I'm most interested in. We haven't seen him this year, except in Europe. He has been great playing in Abu Dhabi and in Dubai. And he's going to, yeah, he's going to be half the ownership of Matthew Fitzpatrick. I, I love Fitz plays this course. Well, a lot of it has been with the putter, but obviously strikes the ball well here, but like, if Fitz is 20% and Hatton's 10%, like it's a no-brainer. Play Hatton. So if, pe- yeah. it, if people I- want to get greedy up top, Josh, with this Ron McElroy gambit and Hovland and Zalatoris at that high price level and Fitzpatrick even, so you're going to have to skip over this eight range, high seven range, right, in order to make that work, as always. Right. So where this may be it, right, if you want to talk about, quote, PGA leverage. For ownership, um, yeah, didn't want to the leverage, but um, <laughs> see when you pause, no, right. and so do, just, yeah, um, you're gonna you're you're intellectually yeah. mocking. But I did want to jump on and say I do really, yeah, like of course. I mean, there's nothing not to like about. You covered no, you you covered him well. I, he's probably my favorite. Let's start with Paul Casey. So, um, Paul Casey's uh, in play, twenty percent as, as much as it. Owned. Yeah, I mean, listen, you gotta, you have to make intelligent lines that aren't all chalk. But if I think he's, there's some good chalk, there's some bad chalk. I, I, I don't know. I think I can't decide if Mitchell is better chalk Absolutely than Casey. Not, but no. I really like, I, I really like Mitchell. I really like Casey, but so does the field. So that's not telling you much. Uh, out on Burns, yes. And what about Homa? He's going to be rusty, popular. Ru- rusty hand. Homa would probably. I mean, I'm. I guess I. If quick, my quick hits here would be out on Burns, out on Gooch, out on Henley, in on Homa, Cockrack, Casey Mitchell, out on Sergio. Obviously, <laughs> I think I'm finally done you with Sergio. Say, it's been a long run. So, like, I don't know. Yes. I just, I, I don't. I mean, I guess if I'm going to fade, I'd rather fade some other chalk. I'd rather fade like. Nine seven or whatever Zalatoris is nine four Zalatoris chalk then eight one Mitchell chalk. Yeah, I do think you need scrambling ability here a little bit, and I'm not sure Zalatoris has got a ton of it. So if I was going to say okay, I can pers- convince myself to fade him, that would be it. Hovland's track record here is horrendous. He was horrendous at the waste management. He recovered a bit at the Riviera, but I won't forget that. Waste management debacle mm-hmm. with a lot of water hazards, etc. Um, you did say intelligent, by the way. I will not let you <laughs> off the hook on that one. Who did? You, you did. Hmm. You did. You know yeah, it. I you don't tried deny to let it. it by. No, I don't deny it. I, I. It's not the first time I screwed up word. <laughs> um, Cockrack. Um. How, by the way. Yes, sir. Oh, How's the mic doing? It's fantastic. You sound buttery smooth. You sound yeah. like a crooner. For the uh, female listeners out there that want to picture me, <laughs> I'm actually holding the microphone up like a like a musician, if you will. Call him Maestro. Okay. How many how many females are sliding in to your deep? <laughs> When I, I mean, I basically have to turn off the turn off the the open messages so that I can stop them. I don't know what the fuck I just said. You'll cut that out. <laughs> that's very no, that's just cut that out. Very <laughs> in, no, we got nothing. <laughs> that's very intelligent. Um, so high 
listen, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give this play away for free. I mean, Scott McAfee always says, stop talking about players because it raises their ownership. I don't think that's true. I know he says it to you guys too, but, and throw this back in my face if it sounds stupid, but Jason Day. I just knew what you were going to say, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Tim Frank. I just don't think Jason Day is going to be 4% anymore. Is he, is he? People are now playing him, right? No, 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 no. He'll be sub ten, I don't know. like seven or eight. I, I, I just that. feel like he's going to finish fortieth, and I just, I just don't want to sweat the shot tracker all week. How, is Corey Connors going to be in the sixes here Corey, soon? No, Corey, Corey Connors is about to snap out of this. Well. Oh, you like? No, you not like Connors. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Yeah, we have Corey Connors right? coming up. Corey Connors okay. will appear. Don't worry. Um, no, I don't like. I mean, is Jason Day any different from uh, Justin Rose, who's going to be just as low owned for a couple hundred dollars cheaper? Like, I don't know. Yes, yes, his ball. I don't really want to play either of them. Um, I think so. I mean, Bez is going to be the chalk, which sucks. Um, Makes no sense. Cam Young's been chalk. He can't be chalk. Cam. I mean, I believe you that he can't, but he's not deserving. No, being chalk. Right. Cam Young Young will be chalk. chalk. Cam Young will be chalk. Cam. So Cam Young is. A guy that I am going to play into ownership because, you know, sometimes if you're on a guy who's good, then and you know everyone else is going to gradually catch up. I'm not saying I was first on him, but I've been playing him the last few weeks. I've been watching him. He seems very good to me, so I don't care that he's getting ownership now because I think he's he underpriced. Scores. I mean, I'm going to play. Yeah. I'm playing a lot of Cam Young. I think we're going to look back and he's going to be, you know, I think he's. He's on the rise, so I don't care that he's getting ownership at 7.5 because, I mean, he's just better so than the only, people around and him. I right think, now. honestly, you may get him even more suppressed than he would be because he's the same price as Luke List and Chris Kirk, who are also both. I think Kirk is going to be exceptionally popular. I assume people will keep going back to Luke List. But, like, those three are going to eat up so much ownership that, like, I mean, you look at, not that I want to play these guys, but. Power, Connors, Nah, Reed, Wolf around him are all going to be like 1% owned. They're just, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, I, I think, I think that the, the, oh, even though it's not a quote bombers course, the length of it, um, I, I don't think Kirk is going to get a lot of ownership. He, down the stretch, he was just, you know, he faded a lot. I think he burned a lot of people. And that hurts. 15, 13th here, his last three appearances. That's about all people need to see. I don't know, dude. Game log watchers. He's sub 10% Good. right now. I will be, I will be over the field on that. Um, I don't understand the Kevin Na bit. I like I don't, Kirk. I'm, I'm off Na for sure. He's, I mean, he's all I short game and he really, he, he really hasn't even been that good um, no. uh, with that. We don't need to talk about Reed or Wolf anymore. I'm going Hoagie. Hoagie. Yeah. Course. We like Hoagie. Uh, long irons. Like yeah. his long irons. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, Keegan's going to get chalk, and I don't know. I, I think that's at this tough. point, I guess if you like the safety of him, I just, I don't. He's not going to win you GPP. I don't know. At 7 3, are you. Well, he, incidentally, but that he was did win me years, that ago. With years ago. Years <laughs> ago. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think he's going to. Um, I don't. I don't think he's gonna no. get in the top twenty. But if you just want to get a mm-hmm. cut for seventy three hundred, I guess so. But I'm not that interested, especially since he never seems to be unknown. Um, mm-hmm. We always enjoy talking flop sweat. 
on this show, Thomas Peters. Can I interest you? Yes. <laughs> it seems like yeah, a sure horrible he, course fit, honestly, but, but Where do you I just kind of have yeah. to do it. He's, I assume he's going to be like 4%. Well, you're going to have a struggle with that because this is your range with KH Lee and he's your man. I just, I mean, the putting last week, man, I just, I just can't. And then you've got to, you got to, and then it like infected my own game and I lost eight strokes putting there yesterday. Uh, Just infuriating. Yeah. He is, his, he's a very long name and still does not have an I or T in it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is anyone else here? I'm, I'm honestly probably going to play Peters. Ian I don't like it, and and I'm going to play Lee Westwood. Like I don't know. Tagala does. Satith Tagala has it. Tagala, yeah. yeah, he does. He has he, it. He literally has it in it. Yes, and he's sub ten. What happened to that guy? He's like ball striking master five thousand. You know how those people do those like they do like narrative lineups mm-hmm. and things like that. We should just do an all it lineup. <laughs> Peters. <laughs> Who's up top with it? No one. Zalatoris. Well, they, you, I guess you have to stretch it to having both an I and a T. You're not going to find that many ITs. Well, but. if it's Zalatoris, it, it makes it sound like it does. Right. Fitzpatrick, that has it. That's a good lineup. All right, Josh, this is your range now. We got to hurry up. Okay. Go. What's your bottom, Peters? Okay. That's brought to you by Ponderosa. Of, Grab yourself a barrel cut steak today. Go ahead. What do we got here? Um, one are we out on Grayson yes. Sig forever? That guy. Yes. yes. Um, so let's see. Or this is my who I'm. I'm going back to Higo. Okay. Like Svensson. Take all the good players okay. right now. This is Svensson. Lee, Lee Hodges. Hodges. Another, I, you know what? This guy has it. Yes, Taylor Pendrith. He's gonna take all the best punts down <laughs> no, here. No, we're not. Really, <laughs> uh, Lee Ryan? God, no. Talk me um, I'm on the same guys. I think you started to say Carlos Ortiz slept. He's an awesome play. I think. Um, I am gonna play for Telly. I think. Um, just yes, for scoring it. upside. Um, I'm gonna play Pendrith. I'm gonna play Svensson. There's really no one else. Down here that I would consider. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, Munoz is flat seven. I think he'll be popular, but I'd rather just play like a lot of him and a lot of Ortiz. And oh, I'm going to play Ricky Fowler. Sorry, he's sixty nine hundred. Okay. I'm going to play him. Nah, nah, he's tough. I do Look, like Munoz. Let me let me tell you the two players that is a permanent fade: Aaron yeah. Wise, forever, yes. and Cameron Davis. He's not good. Ryan won't let you say that, but I'm with you. I mean, yes. uh, can I at least play Davis in Showdown? All right. Yeah, that's fine. Showdown. Yeah, right, who, you can play any, play anyway. Showdown. Play me. All right. Who wins? Um, these aren't picks. I'm, just who cares? Well, I'll just go with the uh, the shortest guy that I bet, Victor Hovland. Hmm. I like that. For me, it was Hovland or Zalatoris. I bet them both. So let's do it. I just I'm I could be very fine fading. I mean, can you? Like, you kind of have to do it if you're trying to win. I'm not doing it again, Ryan. Ryan. I mean, I I can't do it again. They're just so good. Uh, Josh. Yes, they're they're good. Oh, you you want to pick? That's what the segment (laughs) is. That's what we're doing right now. Um. 
All right. I, you know, I always kind of pump this off and just say some random name. I think I'm doing a disservice to the ladies out there. I am going to go with. I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick. I like that. Hope so. Okay. Be a great week for content. Thanks, guys. Fitzpatrick has it. Zalatoris has it. Imagine Fitzpatrick <laughs> winning after Burger. Oh my god! Five Stradley. Oh wait, I didn't notice. He no. Fitz actually yes, does. He's have part it. of the it team. Yes. Him, uh, Merritt, oh Hendrith. We got this. I'm going to make this team. <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. All right. Bye guys. All right. That's it for podcast three three two oh six. I did that last week. I jumped up ahead a hundred. 206, um, you know, I was thinking because um, I was told that I should have done more YouTube and then I get, I posted a clip of the cut line video I did from Wednesday and I got a huge amount of views because we got the, we nailed the cut line again on a Wednesday and the winning score minus 10 did not get the winner, which I'd rather have that, but Stu, I mean, all these ad reads are fake, of course, like Brickle Eye Cream. But Brickle Eye Cream gets so much benefit from me from a fake ad, I think they should start sponsoring it. Just like Andy's Mints. Andy's Mints. Yeah. Are they better than After 8? Ever had an After 8? They're good. So call up the 90s and give them a ring. Told them they might just have the...